And now, our feature presentation. The best in the world is right here, right now. Whether you like it or don't like it, pal, learn to love it. Ladies and gentlemen. Alright, listen up. Now it's our time to step forward. It's time to bring the NWE back into the spotlight. I was thinking that it might be a good idea if you and I formed an alliance. Let's get ready to rumble! the greatest wrestling program in the world ladies and gentlemen can i please have your attention stop what you're doing and listen it's the alliance guys podcast with your hosts kevin frazier dkm and jcap hey guys thanks for tuning in to the alliance guys podcast a presentation of alliance-wrestling.com your number one source for news and information for the national wrestling alliance my name is Jay Cal, and with me, of course, is the former World Junior Heavyweight Champion, Kevin Frazier, making his triumphant return, and DKM. But guys, we're so excited. Let's not wait anymore. Let's talk. Let's talk about what's going on on the Champion Series. Uh, I think this has been a breath of fresh air. I've enjoyed this so, so, so much. I think this is the, my, my only problem with this, and, and DK and I talked about this last week, is I kind of wish they would have done this this champion series before uh, before uh, the the rest of the season. I think they should have flipped it, and and the matches that we've had up until this point uh, should have been on after, so that we could have had that champion series um, without any need to build up anything else but the champion series. Um, we have a. Uh, you guys mind if I just get into it? Get in? Yeah. We've got like seven minutes, so sure. Well, well, I think we're going to go a little bit later if you guys are willing and able to. The first match we get was Lady Frost representing uh, Team Aaron and Taryn taking on Team Camille and Idol and uh, Kenzie Page. Now, this was a match where Lady Frost is 0-2, Kenzie Page in the NWA is 0-1. Uh, of course, she recently challenged uh, Camille for the Women's World Championship unsuccessfully, but that wasn't in the NWA ring. Uh, Kenzie unsuccessfully, uh, well, I just said that. Neither woman have had a lot of success in the ring, but Frost is super, super skilled and very, uh, you know, he's utilizing, she's, uh, she's underutilized as far as I'm concerned in the NWA. I think she would be great uh you know, given more opportunity, she she looks good. She's athletic. She has a lot of potential in the ring. Um, Kenzie was able to steal a victory when Lady Frost was a little bit arrogant and uh, cost her team some points. Kevin, what were your thoughts on that match? You know, I, what what did what did Lady Frost do to some to to, to deserve being zero three? I feel like Lady Frost is like it's good it's up in the like upper echelon of the talent that they've got. I mean what what is there what is there to be desired in her that she doesn't have? I mean she's in great shape. She's not 
terribly undersized. She can wrestle really well. Her, she's one of the most technically sound wrestlers they have, man or woman, because her ring positioning is really good. She works the camera constantly. Her matches make sense. Right. I mean, her, her matches make sense. Like, 0-3, I mean, she really should be one of those people that they're considering. And, and again, it, it, it's going to be hard to have anybody that looks right in the ring with Camille besides genocide but again she's one of those people that should be like moving up the ladder pretty quickly because what i think her a a real match between her and somebody like kaylee kylie ray would be outstanding i feel like she separated herself from the pack in terms of the newer talent that have come on in terms of women's wrestlers and so you know i know they're really high on sky blue and I think Sky Blue is great. I think she's good. But I think I think Lady Frost is the best new one they've brought in in a while. And so to see her lose that match, the match was really good. The match was the best match of the night to me. Um, it had everything. And everything but the finish that I liked. You know, and I just, I just didn't like it because it seemed so predictable. And if you're going to have her pull her up and do all that stuff, you know, the next move shouldn't be the upset because that's just too, too telegraphed. And so all in all, though, you know, it, it, it I felt like Lady Frost should have got the win, obviously. I mean, that was kind of the story they told. But again, I'm talking about booking wise. I don't think that was booked right in terms of Lady Frost needs some momentum because she's she's one of the best things they've got going. And maybe they know that maybe she's. In contract talks with another company, and that's why they're not really pushing her too hard. But I really like this match. I think this was the best match of the show. Well, how about you, DK? DK. I probably wouldn't go that far, but I will say the Lady Frost has consistently looked like a professional wrestler. For sure, yeah. And she's uh, now. I didn't know anything about her. I actually thought she was newer into the sport than she is. But she's obviously, she, her moves are very smooth. Again, she's a very professional wrestler-oriented and look. And, and her, like Kevin said, ring awareness, camera awareness. Uh, very, very experienced, or comes across very experienced that way. And uh, yeah, I mean, to me, this would be somebody you would want to kind of you know, push. But especially if you're looking at bringing in like tag titles or second, you know, secondary women's title or something like that, I would certainly think you'd want her to be in the mix. Though I'm not 100% sure why, like Kevin said, they are kind of dropping her out at the moment. Unless they had no plans to keep her. Uh, which is that was their original idea they need to turn around Jane yeah and you know get her going and I I she is somebody who would benefit from a second show that the NWA was going to do a second show and again not knowing anything behind the scenes not knowing any of the business stuff uh Somebody had mentioned, you know, they put on power search type 
episodes or that style of wrestling, you know, you could do a 30 minute YouTube show, do two matches, and you can use that to get over some of these people like Lady Frost. Yeah. And uh, I would, you know, I don't know what the plans are, but I would like, I, I would hope they plan on using her and using her in a better way. So, I mean, she was, I was more impressed by her than I was by her opponent in the match. By far. I mean, completely outclassed. Um, I'm going to call her the other girl because I don't even remember her name. Now, this is the third, I think, match I've seen with Lady Frost, and she's been good every time. She was the one that got rolled up by Karen, right? Yes. Yeah, wrong wrong wrestler to do that with. That wasn't she they shouldn't have used her for that. What belt you holding there, DK? What you what you what you got going on? Oh, look at that. That's my, my roots right act- there. My latest acquisition, so that's, that's my roots right there, man. Yeah, figured you'd like it. Of course. Alright. What was the next match, Jay? So the next match. Hey, what did you think? What did you think, Jay? Did you even tell us what you thought? Well, I mean, you guys kind of said it for me. Uh, I think Lady Frost is is the most underutilized person on the talent, maybe next to Jack Stain. I think she's incredible. She's got the look. She's got the abilities. You like you said, every match that she's had, she's looked great. And right. she's got a character. She's got a persona. It's not just a woman wrestler. It's a character, which I think is huge and very marketable. And if the NWA would get behind her, I think they can make a lot of money with her. Um, on Twitter today, uh, Lindsay Snow, the American Kaiju, who we haven't seen since Circled Squared, uh, she put her over. And they even teased maybe when when uh, Lindsay Snow is healthy, that they would go after the NWA World Tag Team, uh, women's tag team titles, um, which is very, very uh, compelling to me because both of those women are so solid in the ring. Uh, but it, it, that's just how it—that's just how it is. So, uh, but but I do believe she's a great talent. I believe she's a great talent. Somebody's microphone. Hey, that's me. Hold on. Okay. Right. <laughs> how do you? How do? Did we just ruin the whole show? Uh, kind of, but we'll do this. We'll transition to just Kevin. And, <laughs> and then we'll do... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I can do this. I can do this. It just says DKM, but everyone know that that's Kevin. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I, I thought that there was a, a good match. And I really feel like uh, they're underutilizing her, hopefully, um, as the next season we get a little bit more. So, next up is... Team Aldis and Molina versus Team Pope Sky, which is Crimson versus the Mystery Man. And oh, look, who's back? Look who's back? And now the names are all switched up, so you guys know who's who. But unfortunately, the <laughs> names are switched. For the, for those of you that are new, uh, you know I'm the modern day hero DKM. <laughs> and that's the former junior heavyweight champion. Uh, <laughs> Got the belt oh, uh, somewhere. Wait, Looks like me and DK are in the same slide right now. We're, we're, oh darn, never mind. That was fun for two seconds. Yeah, it, that, that, that's some of the things that I can't control. And unfortunately, uh, with what we have, that's, that's how it is. But, um, uh, with, with, when, uh, when it comes to the next match, again, it was uh, Aldous Molina's Crimson versus Pope Sky's Mystery Man. And this, I really enjoyed this match. However, 
I was very put off by the way it started. You, you know, we've talked about production flubs. We've talked about um, things that could be fixed in post. Tim Storm and Joe Galley were grilling Melina about why she chose the Mystery Man for a good solid 45 seconds to a minute. And I know that doesn't sound like a long time, but the cringe was so unbearable for me. If this would have been a TV show uh, on regular TV, I would have muted it. I would have turned it off. Um, Melina did her best to try to, you know, play into what they were saying, but even she knew that something was off. And it was just really, really unfortunate because you had wait, this. What do you, wait, what happened? Tell me again. I'm, I'm kind of lost. It. So I maybe you didn't it. hear it, but the but the first uh, 45 seconds of the match. Joe Galley and Tim Storm were asking Melina why she chose the Mystery Man. Okay. The Mystery Man. She didn't choose the Mystery Man. The Mystery Man was on the opposite team. The Mystery Man was chosen by Pope and Sky. And and they they went with it for a good 45 seconds to a minute. And you could tell Melina's answers were like very uncomfortable because she didn't know what to say. And, and, And I could only assume in her head, she's like, did they change this without telling me? Did they do something without telling me? I'll just roll with it because that's what a professional does. But it just was, it was awkward. It was, it was, um, it was very but, What she should have, what she should have said is you idiots. Cause she's a heel anyways. You idiots. I didn't pick that guy. So chances are she was, she forgot. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Well, there we go. You know, another editing error that, you know, comment this but you know honestly too though errors happen all the time on wrestling shows like that so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give nwa too much of a hard time i'm i'm going to give jim ross moment i'm gonna give him that hard time because i felt like this was something they could have fixed in post very very easily like literally right they could have just had had joe galley calling the match on top of the that audio you know um, right, and, and they could have just ignored it, and or they could have even just been silent. Oh wow, what a great right. way to start this match! We were just totally, you know, lost in the match, forgot to talk, whatever they wanted to do. I felt like this was a really good match. Um, Crimson, who has been mostly working a face in power, looked like a heel. The mystery man, who's kind of been sounding like a heel, was working as a baby face, baby face in peril, almost the whole match. And but it but I felt like this was a good match. I felt like it was a smart decision to have that match go to a no contest or, or time count out because you kept Crimson looking strong. And depending on what you do with the War Kings post the Champion Series, um, Crimson might be better off, better suited to be a solo wrestler at this point. And so he looked good. He wasn't able to be beaten. And then with the same thing, you know, you had the Mystery Man who who fought hard, right? He fought hard and didn't give up. You know, he goes to the gym at 5.30 in the morning. He trains, he eats, he goes to bed, and he gets up at 7.30 in the morning and does it all over again. So I was happy with this match. I thought it was really good. DK, what were your thoughts on this one? Oh, man. Uh, I wasn't as happy with this one as I was with most of the matches in this series so far. I thought first of all they need to stop talking about gee I wonder who Mystery Man is because they're setting up for a letdown on that 
hundred percent. You know, change his name to Mister Mystery. Never mention that he might be somebody again. And you know that, that they just need to. You know, we all remember when. You know, Sparky Plug or <laughs> whatever his name was became Bob's. Spark plug Thurman, and then you know Bob Spark plug Polly, and then Bob Polly, and then Hardcore Polly, or whatever. Remember all his different incarnations. But yeah, they need to they need to swerve on him. He just needs to be a masked wrestler, and they need to stop talking about who it might be underneath the thing. And again, I realize it's a lot of this was filmed beforehand. But they should have done that from the beginning, because like I said, you're setting up for disappointment if you're making it sound like, gee, that's somebody under that mask. Well, well, it does, somebody, but again, takes it off, most people will know who he is. Uh, so, and nothing against him as talent. No. I'm just talking about what they're, they're taking away from him as a talent by not focusing on that. Now, that being said, this is the first time that I kind of really saw him in there with a really big guy in Crimson. And he's he's very, very pale. <laughs> which makes, you know, the good thing is it makes every slap show up nice and red. Uh, he's also just, I don't know, Kevin will get your input here when you talk about it a little bit, but he doesn't strike me as being in just great shape, better shape than fat guy like me. But uh, there were times he almost looked like he could be a little bit on the flabby side or soft side. Soft is the word. Soft. Okay. Yeah, and it was just I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like this match did him a lot of favors. He was beat up through most of it. His pale skin makes it look like he was beat up for most of it. And whereas Crimson's a very solid-looking guy, uh, Mr. Mystery didn't look overly solid. Now, uh, overall, the match was fine. It was good for what it was. Uh, I, I liked it as part of, you know, the show and as part of the series. But I can't sit there and say I was blown away by it or it was great. And unfortunately, I was too distracted by some of the other things involving, you know, Mr. Mystery there. So, uh, Kevin, what were your thoughts? I, I from a wrestling standpoint, like just from being a wrestler, like I always put myself in both guys' spots when I'm watching the match. First of all, I thought Crimson looked pretty good. Didn't look bad, didn't look great, but he looked pretty, it didn't look average. He looked, you know, pretty good. Um, it was a hard hitting match. I always like a good physical match, but he, you know, mystery man got his lunch ate. And, you know, I kind of agree with Jay that it seemed like the roles were reversed. Uh, that Mystery Man has been played up as a heel, and yet he wrestled the, he just got the crap beat out of him. Uh, I don't really, his offense looked sloppy when he had offense. Nothing that he's done to me is, 
even innovative, much less impressive. Um, and like you said, DK, he's soft. Um, a lot of the wrestlers, I'll give the credit, and there's a lot of them. I could name a few off the top of my head um, that have gotten in a lot better shape from the last couple of shows, that, or the last couple of series of tapings. And it seems like Mystery Man has gotten actually in worse shape. I felt like he looked better the last time I saw him, or maybe I'm wrong. But he just, like, like you say, just was not impressive. And a lot of his offense was really wonky. And, you know, Jay, you said it, you said more than one time, it was a good match, it was a good match. But if the heel's not the heel and the face isn't the face, that's not a good match. That's not good. You know, I, I agree that it was physical. I agree that the majority of the moves were, were solid. But it's wrestling. It's pro wrestling. And you need to tell a story. And if you've been telling a story week over week and then you come out there and just totally drop your story, have zero personality in the match, I, I, I kind of agree with you guys. The mystery man thing is set up for failure all the way across, all the way around, all the way across the board. And uh, it's not it's not looking good for that. Well, and Crimson, it, go ahead. Though, though, time out. Though. The body slam on the floor was great. It might have been the highlight of the show. <laughs> I like I popped. I loved that. it. And, 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 but that and, doesn't make it a good match to me. The other thing that I really enjoyed about the match, and it brought me, it took me back a little bit to Samoa Joe at the New Japan uh, of USA tapings back in 2004 when he wrestled uh, Togi Makabe. And in the match he did, he, he broke out what was called the King Kong Drop, a powerbomb into an STF. And now I know it was a half crab and not an STF, but when I saw the masked man, the mystery man, do that powerbomb out of nowhere and then turn it into a half crab, and while holding the half crab, start pounding on the kneecap of, of Mr. Crimson, I popped huge for that. Because to me, that was a solid, like, oh man, it, it was a throwback type of move for me. It was a good move. It was a, a, a good way to end the match because he sat there and held onto that knee. He was trying to force the submission. So like, I get what you guys are saying, but I'm still gonna say I enjoyed that match. It was one of my, it was definitely the best match that uh, Mr. Uh, Mystery Man has had on power. And maybe even the best match that Crimson has had on power. I mean, when it comes to the match itself, itself I'm, not, I'm not as down on it as Kevin is. I think I, because I basically enjoyed it. My joy was kind of stolen by some of these other things that, you know, I was talking about. And, uh, which kind of goes to the whole point of Mystery Man anyway. You know, like Faith or Hill, I thought Mystery Man was supposed to be the face because he was brought in by Billy Corgan. And, you know, the idea was that Corgan was having issues in general with like you know strictly business or whatever but he's not been associated with that storyline at all he doesn't really have a storyline he was brought in by Billy Corgan we don't know why he, he talks very monotone total off the wall side question DK are you going to watch Suicide Squad yes Jay, I know you will too. I just, I know DK's a, a big DC fan. 
I'm actually going to take my uh, my 16-year-old, who's about to be 17, to go see it tomorrow night. Little daddy <laughs> daughter. Your old about, about to be 17? Yeah. Brother, we'll be lifting you up. We'll be lifting you up every night, brother. We'll just be... We'll be lifting you up, man. And listen, if you need if you need somebody to come out to California and put some hands on somebody that's messing with your girl, all right, you know the guy to call. I'll well, come out there and I'll pay my own way out there. You just got to give me a place to stay, and I'll bust some heads out there. That goes, you always got somebody to have your back. I taught Jay how to, how to sit on the front porch or the front of the front yard in a chair cleaning the shotgun with a shot of brown liquor bottle. <laughs> That's so Texas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, oh. you know, so, so Jay's gone out and got himself some brown liquor. Yeah, oh, there's always brown liquor in my house. <laughs> yeah. And so, so I have three. got himself some brown liquor. I've got three yeah. girls. There's always brown liquor in this house. But let's <laughs> let's get to the let's get to the fatal foot. And the dogs Come are on, girls Jay. too. It's just it's just getting good. I got I got I have three daughters. I have a a, a teenage wife. Uh, excuse me, teenage daughter who's what? sorry, teenage daughter who's about to be a woman. And then I've got my wife. And and, and and then I have my mother-in-law lives with me. And then the dogs that we have in the house, all girls too. So I legitimately am the only man in this house. That, that brings us to the fatal four-way. That's a lot of asterisk in there. Now, this was a little bit odd to me because they didn't really specify the rules of this and and you know up until this point these alternates were just supposed to be alternates they were never really supposed to have a role in the scoring they were supposed to be there in case somebody got hurt and and in this in this fatal four-way not only did the winner receive seven points which i kind of understand because it's the first of the only multi-man matches it but but the loser would lose points and so that was kind of odd to me as well but we had Jordan Clearwater representing Aaron and Taryn. We had Camille Idol, uh, or excuse me, Renaro representing Team Camille Idol. We had Jeremiah Plunkett representing Aldis and Melina. And we had Kevin's favorite, Colby Corino, uh, oh, representing Pope oh. Sky. I'd have loved to wrestle Colby Corino back in my day. I would have beat that dude like a redhead stepchild, man. <laughs> Carry on. Sorry, sorry. I was just, I was just fantasizing there for a second. <laughs> so this match was, this match was almost exactly what you thought it would be. Uh, a lot of two-on-one offense, both getting the other guy out of the ring. Um, they they put everyone just kind of like in this uh, stall pattern, I guess. Uh, you saw a lot of teamwork with Jordan Clearwater teaming up with Sauer Naro, um, Jeremiah Plunkett. You know, he's a guy that I have a lot of respect for from what he's done in the past. He's a former NWA uh, Mid-South Heavyweight Champion. He was also, or was it Southern Heavyweight Champion? Southern. Southern Heavyweight NTV. Champion. And and he held a uh, one of the uh, titles in Australia briefly. Um, he's also challenged for the 10 pounds of gold against Satoshi Kojima. He was like the dude at NWA saw. So I've always had a lot of respect for what Jeremiah Plunkett does and who he is and what he's been. Um, 
I, I hate to see him in the role that he is now. I'd kind of like to see him in a tag team where maybe somebody who's got a, a, a better name that could carry it, but Plunkett could do some of the you know heavy lifting in the match. But all in all, this was a it was a fine match. The result, you know, uh, you had Colby Carino kind of calling the shots, very cocky. William Patrick Corgan on commentary kind of even put over the fact that well. Uh, part of the reason why he's here is his uh, heritage and his legit, uh, his uh, uh, his proximity to uh, Steve Carino and his. You know, it's legacy. not his work. It's not his work rate ability. Not at all. You know, you're. Right you, I hear you say that, but there's a lot of folks out there who really are into this kid. I, I'm just whatever with it. I, I saw he. When he did that nip up, he stepped on poor Sauronaro's arm, and I thought, man, that's. Can, uh, can I interject on that? I'm glad you brought up the nip up thing. Sure. How many? How many of those do we have to see a show across the wrestling world anymore? Everybody does it. It's like become the new super kick. Like stop it. Like do the do the lucha front flip thing up, the handspring up or something. But for God's sakes, please stop kipping up. All right, well, carry on. Kevin, you know what? That's a good uh, a segue. You, why don't you give us your thoughts real quick? Plunkett scores the DDT and on Carino, so he gets I, the seven. I, honestly, I'm not, not a huge Plunkett fan, but definitely not a Plunkett hater either, just because I, I really like that. He's a very he's very good at executing uh, the, his moves. Uh, he has a fairly bland character, but I think that's the point. And, uh, again, he, he, he is what he is, and I think he plays to what he is really well. I think he was in this match not the best wrestler in the match i felt like if i'm booking that match you know clearwater needed a win um he's too much of a talented guy to be you know dwindling at the bottom of of a mediocre roster so he's a guy kind of like pick him out like i would say about lady frost that they really have something good there and you know to be honest with you, it wouldn't surprise me if somebody scoops that kid up eventually uh, and NWA is left holding the bag kind of thing. Because, and then and, and they end up looking silly. Because I really think Clearwater is a good, talented, he's a talented wrestler. He's uh, a great look. Um, and he has charisma. So, I mean, that's a, you, that's a big chunk of stuff to have in terms of, of being a young wrestler. So, I, I just think the guy needs development. And I don't think green guys wrestling green guys is a way to develop but i'm and i'm not calling clearwater green i'm not calling i mean i'm not calling trying to call i know plunk has been around i know sal's been around but this is not a match that's going to really develop a young talent like jordan clearwater in fact jordan clearwater became an afterthought in the match and i don't i just don't agree with it i don't think he's top top tier in their talent roster right now but i don't think he's getting a good a good fair shake uh in terms of the way that they're booking him and using him and no offense to jeremiah plunkett maybe he is the best guy in the match but i, I felt like in that match jordan clearwater should have been the one to walk away with the victory um and again i obviously you know i'm not a big fan of colby carino and honestly no i, I love sal renaro it's i don't like the i don't want to down the guy but you know his in-ring skills are just really not up to par with what i think this show uh, really is, and again, I think, I think as the NWA continues to move upwards, which what we talked about earlier in the show, some of this stuff will get ironed out because 
the real talent will kind of start to rise to the top. And some of these guys, you'll probably go, oh, I remember back when, you know, NWA had Sal Renaro. Because, no offense to Sal, I just think it's kind of like they, they brought up ECW on this show. Early on in ECW, you know, you, you had guys that you go, how did they get on the show? Uh, but as the, the company started moving up, you had less and less and less of that because better and better talent wanted to be involved. And the fact that some of the names that they've been dropping over these next two for these next two pay-per-views, you're going to see a lot more names start coming out of the woodwork just to kind of get their name out on, get their name out there too. So um, again, not a knock on the match. I kind of with you, Jam, a little confused why they even had it and why if you're going to take points away. I mean, really just adding points is the same thing. So I don't understand what taking points away really the point of it just makes it mean makes it count for more. But whatever. These guys were supposed to be alternates and they weren't. Uh, yeah, I mean I feel like I'm talking too much about this match because it really was a very fairly insignificant match as far as I was concerned. Except for in the champion series standings. It actually is probably the most impactful match that they've had since the, since they started. And that is why this match took place. Because I didn't understand the rules. I didn't understand why they were doing it until the results happened. And then when the results happened, I was like, oh, okay. Now it makes sense. But they have put themselves in a situation where the oldest team couldn't win. Because the score was 12-2. And so the only, even if they had won the final match, even if they had won the final match, it just would have been 12 sub. So all, no way the oldest team could have won. But when you give a weird number, like seven points, more than any other way to earn points, well, now all of a sudden, all this has nine. And when you take away three points, well, now all of a sudden, Hub's team has nine. They're, t- <laughs> they're tied. So now your main event means something. Because it didn't mean anything beforehand, as far as the championship series was concerned. Right. So Good job, so, Devin. I didn't pick up on any of that. <laughs> no, I, I saw it too. I, I did not think about it until I saw the conclusion and the way all of a sudden they were talking. And it was, by the way, all this team did not win a single match. The best they got was a draw. And I'm happy about that. (laughs) So anyway, uh, overall, I didn't pay much attention to this match. The wrong person won in that it should have been Clearwater. The right person lost and that I don't like Reno. <laughs> uh, I will say this much about Puckett that after he hit that DDT and he put the cover on uh, Reno, I like the way it looked like he basically had rolled him up. He hooked one leg with his arm, he hooked one leg with his other leg. Uh, that yeah. That's how you pin a guy. I mean, that's a great, you know, that's a, that was picture-perfect fan right there. And, you know, and again, that was kind of that veteran move 
that somebody like Plunkett who's been around long enough and been around for years, stuff like that, that he would know to do something like that. You know, he's been on TV and, you know, was kind of the guy at one point. He's been both a top heel and both in top of top face. I don't know what Kevin's doing there, so. I'll uh, send you a kiss to my wife, don't mind me. Oh. Thought you were saying he did it perfectly or whatever. I'm just like, oh, okay. No, no. so, sorry. sorry <laughs> Kevin suddenly loves Plunkett. He didn't like him earlier, but now he loves him. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, didn't. I mean, I can't complain about the match because I didn't watch it enough to complain about it. <laughs> Ter- Terry and, McDermott just said anybody but Colby. Yeah. <laughs> we're starting we, to be haters. <laughs> so, anyway. I don't know. Well, let's let's go to the next match then. Yeah. We, so so we, we get so we're pushing two hours. We probably need to finish. <laughs> so the next match is Camille Idol versus Aaron and Taryn, Kratos and Tyrus. A rematch from back from the attack, the NWA returned, and there's a lot of parallels between their first encounter and this encounter. Neither one of them were great. Um, it was a hoss fight, and it was a little bit more interactive. It was a little bit more... Um, Tyrus uh, took a little bit more off of uh, Kratos. Kratos, what I'm trying to say is Kratos got a little bit more offense in on this match. Um, but at the end of the day, the finish was that elbow drop from Tyrus. That's the same elbow drop that he dropped on Kratos to get his first victory in the NWA. Um, and I don't know. It, it wasn't the worst match I've ever seen. Tyrus actually looked decent in this match, but well, it was Tyrus still lost some weight. But it it was still a Tyrus match, and I still was just uh, it still wasn't great. But um, you know, TK, what were your thoughts on this one? Uh, just real quick here, in one of those where the bar is is relative. It was in it was a decent match for the two guys involved. Okay, right. So we'll we'll leave it at that. These are matched for the two guys. Kevin? Yeah, here I'm gonna be that I'm gonna be y'all are gonna all be shocked when I say this, but I really liked this match. Of course you did. Because um, you like big but, dudes. But, but, well yeah, I love I love these kind of fights, you know, but as long as they make sense, you know, as Not long sure as how they, they meant that. Well, I didn't mean like that. It, it's 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 known it's known in the wrestling world amongst my peers that I have a type. So, um, you know, if you ever seen the guys that I traveled with, they're all guys like Tyrus and Kratos. But um, you know, I honestly I really enjoyed the match to be honest because they wrestled a big man's match. Um, you know, granted Tyrus did a, an arm drag, but even that was like a big man's arm drag. It wasn't like a steamboat arm drag. Um, I, I liked how they walked around. I liked how they sized each other up. I like how they took their time. And Tyrus really has lost some weight. I mean, I looked at him from the, when he was standing sideways and I looked at him from the side, I was like, wow, like his stomach is not as big as it was uh, when when he first started with, the, with NWA. And he is moving around the ring a lot better. And um, Kratos even, I thought, looked uh, improved in terms of just his physique. Uh, he's got a ways to go, in my opinion. He's got a great base. God, the guy, 
you know, lost a little bit of body fat. Um, I mean, he would be one of the best built guys in the company. In the in the company. So I think uh, all in all, I really I really liked the match. And in fact, I felt like it was the best match I've seen from both guys. Um, and again, kind of like what DK said, though, we are talking about two guys that are fairly limited in what they can do. They're not. They're definitely not the top tier work rate guys in the NWA. Uh, but again, being big guys like that, they're not supposed to be. They're supposed to be the top tier bad dudes that drop, you know, drop bombs in the ring. And there were some bombs thrown around in that match. That was a that was a heavy hit match. And unless your guys are that size, the, the shots those guys are throwing in the match, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna know you got hit. Um, so I really liked that part of it. I liked that they didn't try to do too much. I liked that the ring positioning was pretty good. I felt like they worked the camera. And I liked the finish because that elbow looked like it it sucked. And that's a that's a that's a good finish, man. I mean, if you're Kratos and you're gonna get beat by something, the way where because remember that was on the hard part of the ring. That wasn't in the middle of the ring. That was over by the apron where the ring is hard as hell. And he dropped that elbow on in there, and I'm looking at that going, hey, that's a finish. Like, like, like good God, like that was awful. And that's what a finisher should be, especially from a guy like Tyrus. So again, probably, probably Jay. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like I, I like, I thought that the the mystery man match was uh, was better technically than this match by far. But I felt like this match actually made sense and told a story based on the stories that we've been seeing on a regular basis uh, with the NWA. So I, I felt like it, it, it was a continuation of what we were what they've been doing and I think that was good and I don't think the guys wrestled a bad match at all especially given the circ- given who was in the ring so was it the best match on the show no was it a five star match no but I still felt like it was a good wrestling match what was going on there DK not wearing any pants or what <laughs> I'm putting on putting on real wrestling so I didn't realize the sound was on so I had to get it turned down so that brings us to the main By event. By the way, I don't know who's booking the Olympics, but whoever had Kyle Day going out in the first round on a, a technical superiority uh, point thing, uh, they blew that. So uh, I'm, very, I'm very upset with whoever booked that. Um, James H. Jackson Jr. said, I felt like I was finally watching traditional NWA wrestling this week and I hope they keep this up now that brings us to the main event this is the match that I actually enjoyed the most and I, I like I said I I was pretty good with all of these matches even Kratos and Tyrus I was good with it because they did tell a story and we didn't have to have a hundred promos to get here and nothing was convoluted right. except for that alternate four-way everything else was pretty straightforward and not only that but we got five matches on the show and we got all this Molina slice boogie, whatever this is he does, or I don't know. Yeah. And then you yeah, got buddy. Pope Pope Skies, uh, Jack Stain. Now we're huge Jack Stain fans on this show. We make no qualms about it. He's a former national heavyweight champion. He's a former North American heavyweight champion. He's a former tag team champion, and he's a former world's heavyweight champion. This guy, I feel like maybe Lady Frost and he are the only two who are so severely underutilized on this show. 
But tonight, or rather Tuesday night, Jax Dane put in some work. He muscled that kid around the ring. He beat him up like he owed him money. He wasn't being compassionate or soft. He went out there and did his damn job. And I was happy to see it. Uh, He wins with a lariat that literally took Slice Boogie 180 degrees and spun him around. And I loved it. And this is what I want to see out of a Jack Stane match. He wins the points. Aldis Molina out of the out of the uh, out of the uh, champion series and uh, Pope Sky advance. We're going to you first, TK. Thoughts on this match? Hey, it was what it needed to be. Uh, probably the best looking Dane match since this uh, since I've come back from the COVID. He, you know, looked big. He looked dominant. He looked strong. Uh, sold when he needed to. Didn't sell when he didn't need to. And he won. And he won convincingly. And so, it's what needed to happen. They did it right. Props. And, you know, for the show overall... You know, I don't. I don't think this week was as good as last week, but this week is, you know, five thousand times better than, you know, some of their shows prior to this championship series. So, you know, I'll take I'll take more of this anytime. We actually got five matches in fifty-five five, minutes. Five, five legit matches too. No, no, no goofball matches. No, no well, four ways a little goofball, but no, no dude comes down and. Two guys lay down. Iris lays on. Top. <laughs> yeah. And didn't have any of that. Um, is it my turn? Yeah. DK, you want to have the floor? It's your turn. Okay, just check. DK, what was that term you used when you when you like start talking a lot? What is that called? I can't hear you. What? What was the term you used when you start talking a lot? When you kind of go off on a rant, you used it earlier and I already forgot it. Tyrant. 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 No, like take the show hostage or something like that. Yeah. Anyways, um, but no, I, I really, I I like this match a lot too. Um, this match, I, I, Slice Boogie has grown on me like a bad fungus, man. <laughs> um, and, and, and I'm going to say this again to none of the wrestlers that listen because they probably don't. But if they were listening, I would say, you know, props to you guys minus Mystery Man because it looks like everybody's starting to get in a lot better shape. Um, majority of them. I feel like, uh, you know, a few guys are going the other direction. But, you know, Jack Stane looked good in this match. I mean, his body looked good. His gear was lights out. He looked like Jack Stane to me. Uh, so I really liked that. I really liked the way he positioned himself in the match. I really enjoyed the way the guys moved around. Him and Slice Boogie are almost kind of made for each other uh, in terms of their size and the kind of wrestlers that they are because Slice Boogie does a lot of athletic stuff, but he's no hes no punk. I mean, he's not a weak wrestler at all. And again, uh, I, I, I'm not, you know, if, if I hit the lottery, I might buy him some boots. But other than that, you know, it's hard. At this point, it's really hard to have a beef or have a problem with Slice Boogie at this stage because he really has... I think developed as much as any wrestler on the roster and against somebody that 
and I, I don't mean to harp on the Jordan Clearwater thing, but this is the kind of development we could have already, we could have seen from Clearwater as well, had they used him in the same fashion that they're using Slice Boogie. Notice that they're putting Boogie in there with guys that are veterans. Notice that he's not ever in there with a guy that he's smaller than, or that he's bigger than. These are things that are helping him get out of that indie wrestling style and into a much more big league style wrestling, which I think is great, uh, a great preparation uh, for, you know, television style wrestling against heavyweights. So again, I, I think Slice Boogie's making the most of his opportunity with the NWA, and I really can see him develop. And um, I liked it. And again, like I said, Jack Stain looked really good. I felt like the psychology of the ring was really good. I felt like this mar this uh, battled with the opening match with the women's match about which match I like the most in the show. I would say I like this match second most. I would like the heavyweight match third. Uh, but it was a good match. It was a good finish. It was a straight finish. Uh, the clothesline was brutal. And, I, you know, not only the clothesline, but the setup for the clothesline got me fired up too. I mean, just the way he got set up. I mean, that that's, that's the kind of stuff I love. So I really like this show or as far as for what it is for the nwa i mean I, this was a good show for the company it was solid no it, it wasn't i'm not going to talk about what it wasn't just because i really liked it i really i really thought they did really good in this show um you know they told a story without having to have a bunch of promos the show you know it made sense and not only that but there's stuff going on that i'm not even aware of uh, you know, thanks to you guys, I'm figuring out the scores and all that stuff. Um, you know, mostly I just watch the matches to break them down technically so that you guys can get kind of that perspective. Um, but heck of a heck of a night for the NWA as far as I'm concerned. Uh, a lot of good stories being told in the ring. Uh, a lot of character development. A lot less stuff to be negative about this week than, than, they, than they have been in a while. So, again... I really like the show. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it's the greatest show I've ever seen. I'm not gonna say it's better than AEW or NXT. But it for for NWA, they've they impressed. They've been impressing me a lot, and and I'm starting to take their brand a little bit more seriously because of shows like this. Well, I'll, I'll counter that and say the last two weeks have been better than uh, WWE or AEW or not next, but you know. Just in my opinion, this is this is what I want to see in wrestling. Kind of, I want to see these big guys having big guy matches. Uh, even the worst match tonight was better than a lot of what we've seen in some of the previous episodes. Uh, yep. You know, the four way was a great bathroom break, and uh, and you know, it served its purpose. It's sad that it was. A very obvious purpose but you know it served its purpose and uh i don't know what to say other than usa number one <laughs> Go. Thanks again for tuning in to the Alliance Blog Podcast, our presentation of alliance-wrestling.com. We genuinely appreciate your support. Would you consider subscribing so you won't miss any future episodes? We'd also like to remind you that we do a live stream every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on YouTube at the Alliance Blog. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, TikTok, and Twitch at the Alliance Blog. Remember... 
absorb what is useful, reject what is useless, add what is essentially your own. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.